Welcome to In the Envelope, an awards podcast. I am your host, Jack Smart, awards editor at Backstage. I'm here to give you a front row seat to the Emmys, Oscars, SAG, and Tony's races. Who is in the running? What makes an award-worthy performance? And what are the secrets to giving one? intimate, inspirational conversations with some of today's most talented stars provide you, dear listener, the kind of craft and career advice that could win you a statue of your own, and maybe, just maybe, a tantalizing glimpse in the envelope. You saw Hustler. Yes. You did. I did. I did. I told you I was going to see it. Good. And I did it. I did it. Um, yes. Just let's, we've started. Okay. We started with Hustlers. Yeah. <laughs> I want to hear all about it because I've been talking about, oh. been talking your ear off about it. I know. Well, you've been talking my ear off around it. Around like you wouldn't it. tell me anything. It. Yeah. Okay, good. And yeah. so then I just was able to go in and be like, okay. And enjoy I it. just, I, I loved <laughs> her opening scene. Yes. When that was her opening scene, I was like, okay, I don't know. Like, really? Like, I mean, amazing. And like, you yeah. just saw her and you're like, gorgeous. Right. I had, yes, all of those things. Wow. But then I thought, mm, is this going to be gimmicky? And like, am I going to buy totally. it? Am totally. I going to buy it? Yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah. yeah. What and, am I buying into? Here? Right. Yeah. And then immediately, I mean, on the roof, like that opening, I was like, oh, yes, okay, okay, right. you got it's me. Like sisterly. It's yeah, like, like yeah, immediately. Yeah. I was so, it was so refreshing to see that and how yeah. genuinely they put this sisterly bond at the center, of the, at the, center yeah. of the story. There were some points, because of course, like, they're strippers and they're like criminals and it's like they're how do criminals. you how yeah. do you relate to them and <laughs> how do you empathize with them? But then they brought it totally. back to you, do it as women and as vulnerable yes. women who are trying to figure it out. Yeah. It's a good example of ensemble acting because mm-hmm. you need actors with chemistry, mm-hmm. you need real women who feel like real women, while also it being this heightened, like there's those glorious montages of Jennifer Lopez walking into bars and oh my scamming men and it's, oh my it's delicious, but it's also surprisingly deep. Yes. Yes. Is how we feel about hustlers. Yes, that's how we feel like about hustlers. Which is like a weird way to start off this discussion episode, baby. <laughs> but Casey and I have we'll been trying to talk about it. First of all, welcome, Casey. Mm-hmm. Welcome, uh, listeners. Thank you. Uh, many listeners of this, po- of this podcast know that this is Casey Howe. Hi, guys. What is your title? I love you backstage? so much. <laughs> um, executive Director of Theater, Film, and Television. Yes. Which to me means person that I gossip with, but in a, in a productive way. Yes. About film and TV awards seasons. Yes. Um, and I am Jack Smart, and we are here to discuss the 2019 into 2020 film and guilds awards seasons. Yes. Today. Yes. Which uh, encompasses a lot. Yes. Mo- which is why I have this long list, and which is why it's funny that we just dove in with hustlers and <laughs> But honestly, that was one of the takeaways of of TIFF, Mm -hmm. which we were both at. Right, right. So this is post-TIFF. Yeah. In fact, you want to give like a pre, kind of a quick recap of like 
what is TIFF? Mm -hmm. But then also, like, we can then talk about what we saw. You saw a lot. Yes. And we had a lot of, like, favorites. Yeah. Toronto every year is the Toronto International Film Festival. It premieres a lot of the big, big films that end up going to be contenders at the Oscars, at the Globes, at the SAG Awards, which we can talk about more, too. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of premieres come out of TIFF, and it's really, you know, it's it's a really great festival, um, and the timing is just Yeah, the thing about you, what you and I specifically do at Backstage is, like, in terms of prepping for film awards season, Toronto is the one, yeah, in terms of timing, it's right around the time when things start to emerge, when something like Hustlers would not have been pegged as an Oscar contender Mm -hmm. until its big magical TIFF premiere, Something like uh, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood was like highly anticipated Mm -hmm. and that premiered and that got glowing reviews. I think actually this year more than, maybe more than in years past, there were not a lot of duds. Yeah, it's a great point. I think there were a lot of films that that we expected to be amazing and they kind of are. And they're all in the race. And we should mention that the big winners, the winner of the Grolsch People's Choice Award every year, especially in recent years, TIFF has gotten more and more prominent with the Oscar race. The winner of that award usually goes on to get a Best Picture Oscar nomination, and last year won for Green mm-hmm. Book. Mm-hmm. So is that an indication this year right. that Jojo Rabbit, right. which is a Fox Searchlight Pictures movie that we are definitely going to have to talk yeah. about more, because that's a tricky one to talk about, uh-huh. that won the People's Choice Award rather unexpectedly. Yeah. Also with uh, Parasite, which mm-hmm. is a neon film from Bong Joon-ho yeah. from Korea, which was also a big winner at Cannes. And then Marriage Story from Noah Baumbach right. and Netflix, which we're also definitely going to need yeah. to talk about. So those are like the big winners from TIFF. But I just want to hear from you, like, what were the number, what were the best performances you saw? What were the best films you saw? You and I saw Judy together. We saw Judy. It was, Judy. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Um, yeah, no. It's I mean, gonna that, be a big that performance absolutely just jumps off the screen. I mean, she is Renee so great. Zellweger. Renee Zellweger plays Judy Garland. You've heard of her. Maybe. Um, but the fun thing is about Judy is that, you know, I know who Judy Garland is, but mm-hmm. I can't say that I've, you know, studied her life. Totally. I mean, I know that it's a tragic tale and all of the, you know, I know the big pieces, but I also did, I didn't feel lost or left out mm-hmm. during the movie. I mean, yep. it really, you, you don't have to know who Judy Garland is. Totally. Um, it's really, you know, Renee's performance is just, uh, it's just out, it's outstanding. Yeah. So that was a big, it. yeah. Yeah. It's about it's her later in life. One. There's definitely a compelling narrative that I think is already, I'm seeing emerge in terms of kind of Renee's press strategy on the awards campaign mm. that like, there's, there's some overlap between Renee Zellweger and Judy Garland in yeah. that they were both always making comebacks or Renee yeah. is kind of making a big grand return to the screen in the kind of role that Oscar voters are going to notice. Yeah. Have already noticed. Yeah. <laughs> it's well, early it's just, yet. Yeah. But. Yeah. I mean, of course, you know, it's, it's, you, you never know, but, right. but that one, that one definitely stood out for yeah. sure. For sure. And then, um, and what else from TIFF? Um, some ones that we've both, we've both seen, um, Just Mercy. Just Mercy. Just Mercy. Speaking of supporting actors. Excellent. Um, yes. But, um, but Jamie Foxx, I thought was great in stunning. that. Michael B. Jordan's character is hard not to fall in love with. Yes. You know, just in he's general, playing a, um, he's playing a, a real life learner named yes. Brian Stevenson, mm-hmm. who, whose mission is to free innocent men on death row. Yeah. Jamie Foxx plays one of those men, and it's it's yes. two very very good performances. And it was it was a it was a morning I saw it a morning screening, yeah. and I <laughs> ugly cried through the whole oh, yeah. thing, the whole thing. But I mean, 
and yeah. and it was just because it was just so beautiful and it was just totally um you know it just it got your heart and you just you know you wanted that's a must see yeah that's I a must see I thought that my was great 9 a.m. screening that was mm-hmm. early morning crying was marriage story oh that's right you love that I can't one. stop I thinking seen about it, it. I, know, I, know. I know it's it's definitely uh-huh. like worth putting on if you're listening and you want to see great films and you definitely want to be in the know of what's going to be a contender this year, Adam Driver is a contender for leading actor. Scarlett Johansson is a contender for leading actress. You've got Laura Dern in this kind of small but very memorable supporting part. And just bookmark this for later. Just yeah. see it when it comes out on yeah. Netflix. I'm so it's excited. It's from Noah Baumbach. It's a, it's about divorce. Yeah. It's a drama. <laughs> and it really was sad. But also I think it was, I'm sort of talking about it as like, I think of it as the more optimistic, slightly quirkier Kramer versus Kramer, mm, in a way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Revisiting this idea of a messy divorce with a kid. It sounds really tragic, but I promise, it's, uh, go see it. Yes. Let's maybe talk about something I haven't seen and you have, which is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yes. That would, How do we classify that? That was because it was a summer release right. from Sony, and it's from writer-director Quentin Tarantino. Yes. Maybe you've heard of him. <laughs> we think of that as a frontrunner because of mm-hmm. who's involved, right? Quentin. Yes, I think that's one that cannot be ignored yeah. or brushed under a rug. Um, because of Quentin, because of... Um, obviously, it also stars Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt. Yeah. Um, it's absolutely a Hollywood period piece, and that yeah. is always something that jumps out. It's beautifully shot, as usual. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just kept describing it to people as it's very un-Tarantino Tarantino, which oh, cool. I really liked. Sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, I, you know... I, sometimes I'm I think it's over the top, right? But this yeah. one was really interesting. I thought he kept it like reined in, okay. so you were you stuck with right. all with all the different characters the whole time, and I loved. I, I cannot say anything, but I I, just, I loved I loved the ending. No spoilers. I loved what he did. I loved mm-hmm. the character. Like I just. So, um, and it's a little bit of a nerd alert for me in that time period <laughs> yes. of Hollywood. So I was kind of like, oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> anything um, murdery? Yeah, anything having to do with murder. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but not like murdering me, please. Thanks. No, no, no. Um, no recent nothing American just, history and murder. I yeah, like yeah. yeah. Um, speaking of recent American history, so that's the front runner for sure. And then <laughs> I also saw the report, oh, good. which mm-hmm. I nerded out with that's and, super and really well. liked. And also um, Adam Driver in another it, leading yeah. Role. Now, but I thought the standout for that personally was Annette Benning. Go for it. Go. I loved that. Who's I she playing? Oh Who's she playing? She plays Diane Feinstein. Ah. And I mean, just her scarves alone <laughs> okay, are good. like worth a nomination. I was hoping the scarves would come up. But her tone and intonation and the character that she plays, I mean, Diane Feinstein is so muted and controlled mm-hmm. in these really high impact situations and when you know if you're watching her on screen you're just Mm. you're or you're like even at your at home on your tv when you're watching her question people you know you feel her want to scream and just let it out but she but as a female politician but as a female politician in america (laughs) she's got to keep it together and she just and you get that sense with annette's performance that she's carrying all of that in these really these really important decisions Mm -hmm. and what Mm -hmm. can and can't be done so that was a little nerdy but if you like that go for it that was a really good one yeah and Annette Bening it's worth pointing out has four Oscar nominations yes and no wins correct 
Is this her year? Who's to say? Who's to say? The whole point of this discussion is that we are too early, and it's way before they, yes. everything is happening. Yes. So yes. we're not here to make predictions. We're not no. stage. We don't make no. predictions. But I do think that if we're talking about a supporting mm-hmm. actress run, Jennifer Lopez, mm-hmm. Laura Dern, mm-hmm. and Matt Benning are yes. all in that conversation. Absolutely. Absolutely. So to so. talk about, maybe let's break down some okay. other categories. You mentioned Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt. Yes. I think Leo is lead and Brad is supporting. I agree. Michael B. Jordan is lead. Jamie Foxx is supporting. Mm-hmm. The Irishman has just made a mm-hmm. huge splash yes. at New York Film Festival. Yes. Martin Scorsese, working with Netflix on an epic three-hour movie. Yes. Returning to his gangster roots and returning there with Robert De Niro in the lead role. Certainly not to be ignored. No. Joe Pesci, Ugh. another Oscar winner. My secret crush. In a supporting I so role. I love Joe Pesci so much. And also Al Pacino, also in the supporting role. Definitely a contender for supporting actor. Yes. That, we could go on and on. There's on so many on. more. I think leading actor this year is, is the toughest. Yes. So tough. Really tough. You've got Joaquin Phoenix as Joker. Right. Which you saw. Which I saw. Yes. yes. Which his performance crazy, is. Crazy. Yes. You know, I actually equate, you know, his performance in that was on the level of like Renee Zellweger and Judy, where it's where that yes. is just it's like wow, it just the jaw character dropping. comes through, you can't see anything else, and you just yeah. it's really jaw dropping and he has and you know, his performance in this really is outstanding and yeah. you just he's such an amazing actor and he it's almost gives like a bad performance ever. yeah i mean it's it's just every scene is is okay walking go okay now you I you know it's just imagine yeah. so so it is really i mean he's yeah yeah really 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 incredible performance so yeah. you can't not undeniable for sure totally um beautiful day in the neighborhood which we mentioned stars tom hanks as fred rogers which I believe that is a supporting role. That was a lovely performance. That's from Mario Heller. You liked Heller. that. That's I true. I mean, she directed, um, I love Mario Heller, and she mm-hmm. directed Can You Ever Forgive Me last year. And this really surprised me as being different from that. That was one of my takeaways from that yeah. film. was like, Tom Hanks is playing someone who's kind. Yeah. And that's Aww. hard to dramatize. Yeah, that's true. And that, that's they true. That How do you compelling. make it interesting? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's quirky and he's Tom Hanks. Also, Tom Hanks has not been nominated for an Oscar in decades. Yes. I think we're looking at which a year Which is shocking. Where, which is shocking. <laughs> when you point it out, you know. In terms of Oscar winners, we've got Renee Zellweger. We've got Tom Hanks. Uh, we've got Jamie Foxx. There's a, there's a lot of people who are already winners. So mm-hmm. I almost feel like I want to root for the people like... Should we talk about Cynthia Erivo and Harriet? Oh my gosh! Yes, we should. <laughs> Boy, I mean, when you're talking about a movie that really just centers on one character, and yes. that character has such a compelling life story to carry a movie, it is that needed to be a movie long. Oh my before now. gosh! Harriet Tubman has deserved long before now oh, her gosh. superhero origin story. Yes, and Cynthia Erivo gave us that, and I think in my mind too, Cynthia is becoming like sort of analogous to last year with Lady Gaga, where Lady Gaga was the leading actress contender and was nominated for the Oscar, but also was a contender for Best Original Song. Yes, and won yes, the Oscar yes. There. Cynthia Riva has the exact same thing this year. Yeah, we yeah. We see her achieving EGOT status. That's right. Or should I say ESOT status? ESOT status, you should. We should explain ESOT too. Yes. ESOT refers to my, my made-up term, our made-up term of Emmy, SAG Award, Oscar, and Tony winner. Casey, what are the SAG Awards? Just to really break it down to <laughs> basics. 
Um, so the SAG Awards are the Screen Actors Guild Awards. Yes. So it's the acting guild. So you have all these different guilds. You have the Producers Guild and the Directors Guild. And yep. da, da, da. So this is the guild for the actors. And they do um, the nominating and voting. And they really stay within the actor categories, right? So they're looking at just the performances. Yep. And then they do an award for ensemble. And then they do an award for stunt. Um, That's right. Yeah. And then they also, the fun thing about the SAG Awards is that they do television and film. So you get a really yes. fun mix um, of TV and film, and it's all voted on by all these amazing actors. Um, yep. They also are one of the only guilds that do um, their nominating process through a nominating committee that right. changes every year. So it's a new randomly group selected. of people randomly yeah. selected to uh, they have a television one and a film one Super and it's it's really interesting the process that they go through and then the voting process is part of this big you know hundred and some odd thousand group of people totally. who are who Over are these All you know card carrying SAG members totally. and it's just fantastic so it's, it's so a really fun. unique it's it's the biggest I think I mean I, I probably should, should Google this, but oh, I'm sure it's the guild? biggest. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the, the biggest. biggest guild. So, yes. um, and even more, it's, you know, the, the Academy of Motion Pictures Arts and Sciences, right. um, the Academy of Television Arts and Sciences aren't, aren't that big either. So it's kind of fun because yeah. it's such a big, a big group. Totally. And I, we here at Backstage, of course, love them because it's just focusing on actors and we have a close relationship with them. And like you said, TV and film, We've said it before on this podcast, TV award season isn't really a season. Yes. It's year-round. Yeah. So let's do a quick recap of the Emmys. What were our takeaways from this year's Emmys, which just aired? Um, I think the takeaway was probably Fleabag. <laughs> Um, which, so season two won a bunch of awards, really yes. broke through from, for the comedy Phoebe um, Waller-Bridge's standpoint. British yeah. show, which came to Amazon. Correct. Amazon's uh, another big win for Amazon. Yeah, it really is. Winning it best really comedy is. over Veep. Yes. Which, which I'm... didn't actually win any Emmys this year, which uh, Casey Howe and I are probably <laughs> the two most surprised people about that. Yes. Um, yes. And a lot of other really worthy comedies, which are all, Absolutely. again, in the mix yeah. for SAG and also for Golden Globes. Very true. Very true. So, so Game of Thrones, final season, Veep, final season. These are, this is their last hurrah. Yeah. This was their last yeah. hurrah at the Emmys, and it's their last hurrah with SAG. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, if this year's big winners, uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge for leading actress mm -hmm. in comedy. We had both Tony Shalhoub and Alex Borstein for Maisel. Yes. I expect Maisel will be in the mix for, that's a very ensemble-y Very much so. Show. Um, who won for drama? Oh, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones won for drama series. series. Yes. Certainly will be a player at SAG. Absolutely. Billy Porter won yes. for FX's Pose. So fantastic. That's also very much going to be in the mix again. Um, and we saw Julia Garner and Jason Bateman to mm -hmm. both take home trophies. For different words, yeah. Ozark is also going to be a player. That's kind of Netflix's mm -hmm. big drama. Yeah. But worth noting, fall preview. Yes. We've got the crown. Yeah. Starring Olivia Coleman, who, by the way, is also in Fleabag, also nominated for an Emmy, reigning Oscar winner. This whole podcast should be about Olivia Coleman. One day we'll book her herself. Oh, yes. One can only hope. Um, and we had, oh, and the big limited series winners were HBO's Chernobyl. Yes. And also uh, Ava DuVernay's limited series, When They See Us. Correct. Terrell Jerome won for leading actor there. So a lot of those people have repeats, but we are already looking ahead to The Crown to Stranger Things. Yes. What are the other fall shows? Should we talk about Apple? 
Yes, I mean, I, I think we, we I think we have to. Um, factor, on you our know, hands. we do. So, um, Apple TV, Apple TV Plus. You know, my biggest takeaway from the Emmy Awards and then leading into SAG is, you know, not only yes, of course, it's a year-round TV award season, mm-hmm. but boy, is it always changing. You know, it's really exactly the trends are are shifting in television, and they're just. They're shifting again and again and again. And what, you know, I think that for me, you know, I was a little surprised that Chernobyl won because I thought it was going to be too, too nerdy or too, you know, too historical. I mean, that's a really tough series to watch. Totally. And I loved it. I loved it, loved it, loved it. But I was just, I was, I was sort of proud of Emmy voters for taking that on and getting behind that because I think right. it would have been right. a little easier to pick up on sure. you know other things sure and, and I we'll think see if the yeah. actors at SAG agree yeah and we'll and, and, like. and there were amazing other drama and amazing other lemon series and it's yeah. like there's just so much to choose from in television Especially and with TV. yeah and they really I mean, film award season, I think the film, you know, nominating committees probably think, oh, at least it's not television (laughs) because there's so much. Where do you even start? So I think that's that's the thing with television. With films, it's in the dozens and with TV, it's in the hundreds. Yeah, yeah. So thank goodness we have a whole team to help us watch everything. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And it's not, I mean, boo-hoo. It's like a good problem to have. I know, I know. Poor us. I'm like loving, I'm currently watching Succession and I'm like completely obsessed with it obviously we all love fleabag backstage <laughs> there are certain things we're a little bit too obsessed with yes, i would say probably should we talk a little bit more about netflix yeah. and how it's like that i think is when we talk about the changing rules of tv and the changing rules of film mm-hmm. a lot of that has to do with netflix oh yeah and it's oh, shaking yeah. up award season absolutely the they're just they're more fearless than, with it and i love exactly. it they're just good for i mean sure. and i and i think that it's you know, it's it's great to see all of the content and them really leading the way on getting all this content out to as many people mm. as they possibly can. Yes. And I think that, um, you know, I think that TV versus film and how it's shown and everything like that will all work itself out. And I think yeah, that, I agree. you know, people are... The line is blurring, but yeah, that's the, okay. The line is blurring and, and we watch things differently. And I think that... Um, you know, I said to something, somebody the other day, you know, let's be honest, you're not going to watch the Irishman on your phone. You're going to watch it on your 75 inch television, you know? And so it's sure. like, what's the, you know, yes, there's a huge difference. There's a huge thing, but right. Or you I know, was I saying, think, um, it's worth mentioning Dolomite is my name. Yes. 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 Oh my gosh. I can't wait. Such an amazing movie. And I think that is one it's coming to Netflix streaming, but I think that's one to see beforehand in movie theaters yeah. because it's an audience friendly laugh out loud. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. And look, I think that people also, you know, will always go to the movies for that. Like, I wanted to go right. see Hustlers with my girlfriend, you exactly. know, and like Bring have a back. glass of wine and like totally. gush about how amazing Jennifer Lopez is. Exactly. And I think that that will, uh, you know, that will always be the case. Yeah. And sharing movies with other people and sharing entertainment, you know, it's, totally. I think one of the things with television is it's kind of the flip side of that. You don't have the opportunity mm. to watch TV in in groups, Together, yeah. you know, and I think that's why everybody right. comes home, you know, comes to work the next day and needs to talk about it or, or exactly. you know, eats up everything on Vulture because it's sure. like you want that connection with your entertainment. So I think yeah. that movies and theaters will 
will continue and I think that's beautiful and it's wonderful and being able to watch things on your own time in your own environment and just have it be more accessible and open and it really just you know the fundamental I think the fundamental pro in all of that is that more content is being made and shared with more people and we're seeing it in the diversity of the content, we're seeing it in the diversity of who's creating the content, we're seeing some of those barriers come down. And that, in my opinion, is only a good thing. So, you know, only forward. It really is like we are in a golden age of storytelling. Yeah. Let's enjoy it. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's almost the takeaway here. Mm -hmm. It's hard to pick our favorites when there are so many lovely options of, of acting and of writing and directing and all of that. And what a great thing that those are given access to yeah, us and yeah. we have access to see these huge variety of stories mm-hmm. like you said um we should wrap up okay this was amazing okay um i don't know exactly who is coming on the podcast but listeners I know. we are going to book some very exciting people possibly even people we've just mentioned front runners who's to say who's to say favorite performances who's to say um but i'm hoping uh this coming Film and Guilds Awards season, which, by the way, will feature uh, Backstage's awards editor based in Los Angeles, closer to the action, Uh, we will see what happens and who we can get. Yes, it'll be very exciting. It'll be very exciting. exciting Yes, I think so, too. It's just, you know, there's so many great performances. There's so many great actors who you haven't seen in a while who you have never seen before yeah. who mm-hmm. who are just these you know rock star actors who yeah. have these big performances and i think it'll be a really really fun season and I agree. it you know it's going to be it's going to be i think fast moving and It'll be really fun. It'll yes. be really fun. I'm excited. And it just seems like a very knock on wood, you know, uh, a positive, upbeat type season so far, you know, yes. where it's there are good stories and people have things to say. And they're also just really entertaining movies, yeah. you know. And so it's a great yeah. it's a great uh, mix, I think, I think this fall award season. So Yay. it'll be fun. Good. And we I guess we are here to highlight those. So stay tuned, listeners. And uh yeah, who knows? I don't know how to end this. And everyone should wish me luck when Jack abandons me into, in Los Angeles. <laughs> so yeah, if gonna have I to work out how to do yes. these on opposite coasts, <laughs> we're gonna be bi-coastal. In the Envelope, an awards podcast, is recorded at Lotus Productions and Hyperbolic Audio in New York City and Soundbox LA. Mark Rose Studios and Buzzies in Los Angeles. Thanks as always to podcast producer extraordinaire Jamie Muffet and to the team at Backstage, Samantha Sherlock, Mark Stinson, Caitlin Watkins, and of course, Casey Howe. Visit Backstage.com and don't forget, you can subscribe to Backstage by using the code ENVELOPE at checkout for a free trial. That's right, 100% free. For more exclusive content, join us on Facebook and Twitter at In The Envelope and subscribe, share, and leave a comment. Who would you like us to interview next? Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time for another glimpse in the envelope.